0: Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue. Every relationship begins with you, the podcast. You know, and I, I want to just, I think I, I think that I really do emphasize this um, in every podcast, but I'm going to do it again. Every relationship begins with you. You are not the reason that a relationship is toxic. You probably are contributing if you're in a toxic relationship though. Why? Because if you're only in a toxic relationship or an unhealthy relationship because you're not healthy. And that is the bottom line. Healthy people are not in unhealthy, toxic relationships. And today I want to talk about one of the ways that, um, you know, the covert narcissist gets us. Or and, it does, and this isn't even just the narcissist, okay? We're going to talk about belittling today, belittling. Um, you know, what happens to people that grow up in households with, you know, um, criticism? You know, they're criticized. As a child, you were criticized over and over. And by the way, that podcast, my last podcast on criticism, was, went, it resonated with so many people. I have never received so many emails from a podcast before, ever. So if you haven't listened to that one, the one right before this um, podcast on criticism, Please go go take a listen because it's gonna really help you with, you know, why we allow belittling in um in our relationships. You know, one of the things is um, you know, I teach in, in different courses and I'm teaching, I teach people that are trying to, you know, they're going back into the dating world or whatever is, you know, red flags. We got we have to stop ignoring the red flags because if you ignore a red flag, and I've said it before, you might as well get out your white flag and you know go, surrender, surrender! I'm surrendering to all your abuse, to all your crap, to all the shit you're going to throw at me. I'm going to take it. And that's what happens when you, you know what? You you want to ignore the red flag? Go ahead. But then don't complain because you are not a victim. You're a participant in the crap. And that's the truth. And it's so hard to hear and I know it. But you are not a victim. You're a participant. And when you're a participant, it's really hard to to go, well, you know, I so feel so sad for you. And I do feel bad. Why? Because there's an unhealed inner child in there because no adult would take the crap that we take, right? When we're unhealed. No adult would. No secure, healthy adult would. It's all based on these, these beliefs that you have about yourself, these automatic negative thoughts that are on repeat and why you keep running towards the abuser, towards the toxic relationship, staying stuck. So today we're going to talk about belittling and what happens a lot is we were you know if you were criticized as a child you were most likely also belittled and i'm going to teach you exactly what that means what belittling is now one of the um a big red flag for people if you're out in the dating world is this if you're with dating somebody that will only text those hard conversations the conflict they won't actually pick up the phone you know, to speak to you about it or speak in person, that's a red flag. That means their communication level is not, you know, great. Conflict resolution is not great. And they're avoiding. Now, why do they want to avoid? Well, to detach, to deflect, to avoid the hard conversation. These people that will do this, that can't sit down and have the conversation like an adult in a respectful way, in an assertive way, saying I'm honoring myself and I'm honoring you, will begin to resort to belittling tactics through the text messaging. What does that look like? What does that mean? Okay, And I want you to know that it's a form of verbal abuse. And it's It's very, um, it's dismissive, it's disrespectful, and it's minimizing to you, to the receiver. And if you're the doer, stop doing it and get help. Covert narcissists are great at this. I'm not saying you're a, a covert narcissist because very highly, you know, codependent people in the, in the, in the, uh, um, within a relationship of the drama triangle that are on that drama triangle or on the dreaded game, in that dreaded game, which I did a text a while ago. You can go find, I'm sorry, not a text, uh, a podcast a while ago. It's called The Dreaded Gum. Go find it. It's back in there somewhere in my podcast uh, history. I'm going to do another one here soon. But if you are involved in the drama triangle, if you're playing on that board, if you are a victim of a rescuer or a persecutor, you will be using these belittling tactics. And they're, they're just, they're so horrible for the person that is on the other end. It's dangerous behavior. It really is. And people, um, what they don't really realize, it's another form of emotional abuse called gaslighting. You know, with gaslighting, what do you do? You start to question if your feelings are justified, right? You second guess your recollection of past events. Oh, maybe, maybe I didn't know. Maybe that was wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. And then you start making excuses for your partner's behavior. But you know what? He or she was this. And you know what? They were just this. And you know what? He or she, they had this really bad childhood. and blah, 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 blah. blah. And yeah, they probably did. But that doesn't give the excuse to do the things that they're doing to you or for you to do them what they're doing to you. It just doesn't. So let's get out of the victim mode here. And understand you're a participant. Now let's go through these. Um, you know, the belittling language. And, and when you start to see this through the text messages, if you've ignored it in the beginning, you know, you realize that everything was done through text. And you then you start see the, seeing this belittling verbal abuse coming up. You need to run. If you are dating, you need to run. Criticism, number one. Okay, now the comments that are coming is from criticism are things that make you feel insecure. Okay, again, go back to my um, my podcast, my last podcast, all about criticism in childhood. You know, it makes you insecure, focuses on the negative. And basically what this does in the relationship is it's designed to create self-doubt within you. If they're criticizing you, Oh well, then I must be. There's something wrong with me. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Did I do that? What? Did I oh, yeah, I don't think so. Okay, yep, yeah, that's horrible, right? Horrible. Number two, trivializing. What does that mean? So, if a remark that trivializes your feelings, your thoughts, your experiences, what does that do when somebody trivializes you? Oh, it makes you feel, you know, unimportant. It makes you feel small, like you don't matter. And for a codependent or anxious, preoccupied, what does that do? Oh my God, your protest behavior, has come on. You are going to run. If you feel trivialized, Trivialized, you are going to run towards them. You will hunt them down and beg them to stay. You know, it's just, oh, it invalidates you and it downplays who you are. Three, put downs. What are put downs? They're comments that are designed to elicit guilt or shame from you, okay? I mean, there are, it's almost emotional blackmail. It makes you feel obligated. You know, the put-downs are, um, God, you're so unappreciative. After everything I've done for you, I can't believe you would treat me like this. Have you thought about what you've done? Really? Yeah. I haven't. I'm still trying to figure out what I've done. But you know what? But at this point, let's see. You've criticized me so much that I'm pretty sure I'm doubting myself. You've trivialized my feelings. So I feel like I'm pretty much an ant and you're going to step on me. And now I'm really feeling I'm so ungrateful. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Now what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Well, guess what? They're going to be condescending to you. They're going to shame you. Use embarrassing language. Guess what this is due? Meant to make you feel Foolish, flustered, humiliated. Because if you're humiliated and flustered, you think you're going to challenge them? No, of course not. You're flustered. You're humiliated. You're ungrateful. By this time, you're all those things. You know what? You're you're unimportant. You're insecure. You're full of self-doubt. You're not going to do anything. So then, guess what? Now they're going to really push it onto you. Guess what comes next? Insults. Now they are they have you where you they want you. They have you flustered humiliated. They have you feeling like guilty. How dare you not be grateful for everything I've done for you. They have you, what? Feeling trivialized, unimportant. And now they also have you feeling massive self-doubt. So what's going to come next for sure? Put-downs, insults, right? Making you, they want to make you feel inferior, worthless, You can't possibly, you know, try to get a point across and and, and say, tell somebody what you need, how you're feeling, try to resolve a conflict when you're all of these really shitty, crappy things. (laughs) I'm laughing because it's so, like, when you look at this, when you break down an abuser, it's pathetic how pathetic it is. And what's, and now, but the saddest part is It works. It works over and over and over. And why does it work? Because, oh, this is what you're used to. You are safe, loved, and belong. Your ecology is intact in all of these disgusting, belittling ways. Because most likely, that's how you grew up. Because you would never, a secure, healthy person would never Take the insults, the condescending language, the put-downs to, you know, make you feel guilty, you know, the trivializing you. They wouldn't, and they wouldn't be allowing somebody to criticize them to make them feel like crap. So now, after they've insulted you enough and they make you feel inferior worthless, they're going to discount you. What does that do? Bring up your past mistakes and failures. Oh, well, remember when you did this? Oh, well, really? Yeah, since you failed at this, what makes you think this is you're any different than me? Since you did this, so they discount your feelings. They discount your needs. Why? Because if they discount them, they have you feeling like, uh-oh, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm just really um, needy. I'm way too needy. That's what they want you thinking. Because you shouldn't have any needs. There, it's about their needs, right? So, so after the discounting, they've got you right where they want you, and this is when really this they're they oh they come out now they come out and they're fighting and they get their fists up and you don't even realize it. and they're like ah oh, I'm ready for the blast I'm gonna knock them down with this one manipulation. You know what? They are going to basically paint an unflattering picture of you and they're going to speculate over uh, over the situation over whatever it is that you want and they're going to fabricate and they're going to make sure that you look bad and they're going to manipulate you to get you to do what they want and what is that stop the conversation leave them alone let them do what they want and because if they can if they can belittle you enough and they can have you off kilter and they can keep pushing you away. Guess what that means? Avoid, detach, deflect. And then, if guess what? Next time they talk, you're going to be too afraid to bring it up, aren't you? Yep. It's manipulation at its highest degree. Let me turn this around on this person so I can't. So if you accuse somebody of cheating, let's say, they will use all of these tactics, hoping that the next time they talk to you they they've really really made a great case that you are the needy person that is insecure full of self-doubt that basically should be grateful that they're with you know they're with you and they have made you just feel worthless and inferior and you're humiliated so guess what again guess what happens you will not Continue to bring up the things that you need to bring up. Maybe it is that they've cheated on you, that you need to set boundaries, that you need to tell them these are met, and this is what I need. So then after they've manipulated you and they've done everything and all of those other things, guess what they're going to do? They're going to undermine you. Now this is where it really gets bad. Really gets bad, and you know you are with a manipulative, sick person. Guess what they do? undermine you they question your judgment your competency they discredit you by attacking you they make you feel inferior or incompetent i don't think you know what you're talking about are you sure oh oh you were what you were snooping oh really you know what you're imagining that yeah you know what just shut up just go away I'm sick of you questioning me. I'm sick of you making me feel bad about myself. Wait a minute. What? Mind blown. Boom. How in the hell did we go from you cheating, from me saying this is what I need, from boundaries to all of a sudden, I am crazy. I'm not grateful. I, I have no, I'm full of self, self doubt. I've been discounted. I've been insulted. I've been shamed, I've been embarrassed, I've been humiliated, I've basically been emotionally blackmailed. What does emotional blackmail mean? Basically, what you're doing is, if you continue to accuse me of cheating, if you continue to accuse me, ask me to meet your needs, I'm gonna go silent on you. I'm not gonna talk to you. What? No, don't do that! Then boom! You are triggered. And what do you do? Please, please, I'm sorry. I won't talk about it again. I won't talk about it again. I won't accuse you of what I know. I'm sorry, please, sorry, please. Let me do whatever I can. Let me get on my hands and knees. And you are so trivialized. You are so invalidated. You feel like such a small piece of shit on the ground that they have you right where you want you. And you think that's a good human being? That's not a good person. Yet you keep running back right? And why is that? Because most likely you have been trivialized your whole life. You have been criticized your whole life. You have been put down your whole life. You have been insulted. You have been discounted. You have been manipulated. You have been undermined. And you have been abused through belittling and criticized, criticism your whole life. And here's the worst part about it. Most likely the person that is completely gaslighting you like this and belittling you also was criticized and belittled, but they are master manipulators and turned it all around on you, where most likely it was turned around on them in a great way. How? How is it that we continue to allow this to happen? It's a travesty. It's, 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 it makes me sad because there are people out there That will love you the way you deserve to be loved. That will honor you. That will respect you. That won't cheat on you. That will not just even feel it's okay to just go flirt and kiss and do whatever the hell they want. That will will say, you know what? What is it that you need? Here are my needs. What are your needs? Let's meet each other's needs as we meet our own needs. They're out there. They're out there. I promise you they're out there. So what can you do? Obviously, you know, you, you got to heal. You got to heal the inner child that is, is, is still in there, that is allowing these things to happen, that basically says, you know what? I'm never going to get any better. I don't deserve any better. That believes I'm not good enough. All of those things, for sure. And and that has to happen, you know? And, and until you heal that part of you, you're not going to be able to speak up, okay? Because what I would like you to do is say, Please stop that. Don't talk to me this way. You know, that sends a clear message that you're not going to tolerate their behavior. Now, you can try this early on if you ignore the red flag of only texting instead of speaking and and then them dismissing you, then blocking you and all that shit. But I'm telling you, if you ignore that red flag and it keeps happening, you're going to end up right here. You have to be honest. You have to tell the person that what they have said to you is belittling. If they don't understand it, explain how it makes you feel. Be specific. This makes me feel. I feel. I need. I statements are assertive statements. Because guess what? You deserve to say, I feel this way. I, I, I'm, I, I need you to stop. I need this. I, you have a right to say that. And if they ignore that, they're not the person for you. Because guess what? They're going to continue to create self-doubt in you. They are going to continue to trigger you. And you are going to continue to run towards them. And it's going to get worse and worse and worse. What else do I want you to do? I want you to be firm. And I want you to be patient if you're with them. But if that's but how can you do that? You can't, right? So be patient. You, you're like, Heather, did you just say that? Wait a minute. Did you just say that? Be patient with yourself. Be patient with yourself. I want you to be firm and with what you need, and patient with with yourself. Patient with yourself means. It's going to take me a little while to heal this. I know this. I know that I've been this way for a long time. I know that I'm not going to heal this overnight. I know that I don't deserve this. I am no longer going to feel shame for allowing things that uh, and behaviors to be done to me, things to be said to me because I didn't know better. But now that I know better, I'm going to do be better. Be patient with yourself and be firm with the person you're with. If you can't be firm with them, be firm with yourself, meaning... You talk to yourself in third person. Heather, it's okay. Heather, you're going to heal. Heather, you're doing the best that you can do. Heather, you know what you deserve. You know that you are loved. You know what your worth is. You know that you are a good person. You know. Be firm and patient with yourself. Okay? It, it, it's really... This is such red flags. I mean, this these are so... My heart hurts when people are wrapped up in this stuff because it, it, it kills your spirit. Your spirit dies slowly. Slowly you lose more and more of yourself. Slowly you, you lose bits and pieces, bits and pieces, bits and pieces where all of a sudden there's nothing left of you. And your inner child is still trying to pick you up, still trying to keep you safe. And it can't. There does come a time where it's too late. There, I'm not going to say it any other way. There will become a day where it's too late. There will. And I'm sorry. And here's what I hope. This is, you know what, and, and this is probably, I shouldn't say this, but you know what I love more than anything? I shouldn't say that. Not more than anything. I love it when my clients that are codependent and go through healing with me tell the narcissist to F off. Because they never expect it. Do they care? No. And let's not even say the narcissist. Yeah. And actually, by the way, they do care. Well, you know why? Because their ego, they can't believe it. And let's not even, because the narcissist is not the only one that does this. Okay. Very unhealthy codependents do this too. So when I, my client is healed and said basically to the person, uh uh-uh. uh, <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. And then when they call me a year later or two years later or whenever it is and they are in that healthy relationship, do you know how happy I am? It's like, and that person never saw it coming. You know, I don't care what you have to use to give yourself the strength and the bravery and the courage to get out of it. I want you to start imagining. Imagining the day you get to look at your person who has put you under Time after time after time with the criticism, the belittling, the silent treatment, all that stuff. Imagine that day when you can say, I'm done. I'm done. It's over. And you go off into the sunset and you find that person that will love you the way you deserve to be loved. So if you're in that, you know, and I never tell the codependent to leave the relationship. I don't. Well, you know Why? Because guess what? If their brain will be on fire and I will never be able to heal them because all we'll be doing is concentrating on the the person that's you know emotionally abusing them. And so I, if I can't, if we're only concentrating on that person, we won't heal them. So if you're in a relationship like this, you know, and I want you if if the only thing thing that can get you to heal is imagining the day that you get to look at them and say, I'm done it's over. And them expecting you to come, you know, to really, oh yeah, right. Sure, 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 sure. You're done. You're over. Right. And and do you realize what you're going to do when they're, they're going to realize, wait a minute, she is done or he is done. It's over. He did it. She did it. <gasps> and then you go and you find new love. So if, 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 if that, is what can keep you focused on healing. If that is the only thing that can you keep you, you know, like imagine one day you can say, ha, I'm done, then use it. I don't care because in every situation, in every goal I've ever attained in my life, in anything I've ever done, there's a motivating factor. The most successful people have a why behind doing what they're doing. And I have many motivating factors. A lot. They used to be mainly my children, but now it's myself, it's clients. It's a lot of different things. So if your only motivating factor, and I don't care, I honestly don't care. I just want you to get I just want you to get out of this situation. If the only motivating factor is one day to be able to say, ha, see ya, go to hell. Yeah, you didn't think this day would come, did ya? It's here. Great, use it. Heal that inner child, give yourself the release that you deserve. Stop living this toxic life because that's what it is and it affects all areas of your life. So, thank you for tuning into Relationship Rescue. Every relationship begins with you and it does. And um, yeah, and by the way, my membership program, Conscious Creators, amazing. We are right now in December, we are creating um, our intention statements of who we want to be, what we want to be, what we want to have for 2022. It's, and what we do is we're creating these intention sta- statements. Yes, and it is basically manifesting. What do we want to bring into our life? What do we want to do? What do we want to be? What do we want to have? And we and I teach you how to do that because the law of attraction is real I Follow it. What you think about is what you get. Wherever you're standing is a conglomeration of everything you've been thinking. For a long time, so wherever you're standing right now, I want you to ask yourself, what are your thoughts? What are your over, your overwhelming thoughts? What are you thinking about over and over again? That's where you're standing. You got to change the thoughts, right? But there, there's there's other ways that you know I can get you there without having a completely healed belief system. It's tough. I'm not gonna lie it's tough to manifest the things you want when you're living within an unhealed mind because you go right back to negativity you go right back to low self-worth you go right back to shame you go right back to guilt and it's hard to stay you know thinking in a positive mindset when you're living in a negative mind and especially when you're in a toxic relationship so but if you want to be a member of our my membership program conscious creators please click the link here on in the podcast it's you know what the price of four lattes a month and it changes your life i'm telling you what and you will get access to all the past months and to really creating the 2022 in a way that you want um so thanks for tuning in until next time bye bye